You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. We are the preservation, and we have to be who we are in Christ with all these attributes from all these verses so that the world won't get worse. So maybe if the world is getting worse, we have to ask ourselves, what are we as the church? What is that implication for us? Maybe we're getting worse because we're supposed to be the salt. We're supposed to be the balancing point. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I am Taylor. We are continuing our series, Unashamed, looking at the book of Romans. And today, we're talking about Romans 12, continuing from last week. And I'm joined by two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by lead pastor, Jose Abaroa. Jose. Good morning, Taylor. Good to have you on. And we're joined by the doctor. The doctor is back, Dr. Carl Folingstad. Carl, thanks for being here. It's great Thanks to have for having you. me. It's Abs- always, a, always a good time, Taylor. Oh, absolutely. Always a great time. Jose, we'd love you the first word as you prepared for this message. Uh, had, a, had a few points on this Just one. Just a couple of points. Yeah. I think this sets the record on most points in a, in a message for me. And yeah, there, there are a lot of points. So actually 29 exhortations in this chapter, in this section, Romans 12, 9 through 21. And I whittled it down to 16. I had 17, but but I really needed to make it even. And they're so challenging for me. I, I think last week we talked about the the the, the importance of responding uh, to what Jesus has done for, for us in view of God's mercy to be transformed, not conformed to the world. And, and these... Um, 16 points really are our directives that that we are to follow to also activate the kingdom work here on earth and and how to really model the way of Jesus as we live and confront the problem of evil. So I took the last verse in verse 21 and I started with that and and really took that as the thesis, how to overcome evil with good. Mm -hmm. Let's jump into that. There's a lot of different ways we can (laughs) tackle this. Maybe not getting into all 16, maybe bouncing around a little bit. I know, I know. (laughs) But let's talk first part, the intro, Jose, and a lot of what you just Mm -hmm. shared. But let's talk about evil. Uh, One right off the bat that you mentioned was there's three different types of ways that we typically approach evil. And so that would be kind of ignoring. Uh, and then we can we can get into that in a second. Ignoring, uh, there's also retaliating and responding. And then there's responding the way that Jesus did. So what would be, I'd love to hear both of y'all's thoughts and just kind of the key differences between the three. Because, and also just even as Christians, how do we, obviously the right answer is respond <laughs> the way that Jesus did. But how do we as Christians continue to fight against maybe the urge of either ignoring and just simply forgetting and pretending like evil doesn't exist, which can't be common in our day and age, as well as maybe the opposite, which is retaliate, take things in our own hands and go that way. So how, how do we as believers uh, rein in those two fleshly perspectives when it comes yeah, to evil? I think that when we see something that is evil, that is not of God, sometimes when we think evil, we think really, really bad, but really anything that falls short of the standard of God is, is sin. It, it is of evil. It is not of God. And so um, the more that we are bombarded by by it, and, and again, we sure are being bombarded by it, by our culture, I think we're more aware of it than, than we were a few years ago. I don't necessarily think that it's only increasing. Uh, I do think it is, but I also think it's just that we're more aware of, of evil. Uh, you know, it's easy to ignore it and to say, I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist Um, because it it does take a lot of boldness. It takes a lot of courage to confront evil 
in the third way, the Jesus way. And so that's what I'd say about ignoring. And then it's also easy to retaliate <laughs> and to respond evil with evil. That's human nature. That's the pattern of this world. Mm -hmm. um, again, we see that from Cain and Abel on. It's, it's the way that we have dealt with the problem of evil as humans. Um, and, and so that's why it's so important for us to heed to what Paul is writing here in Romans 12, because we wanna, we wanna do it God's way. Mm. Right. Yeah, um, I would say, too, also, the uh, just seeing that this isn't going to be heaven on earth, right? This is, this yeah. is a, a world uh, God sent his lifeblood, his darling son from heaven to save us. And so there, there, there was something really bent about uh, the whole world after sin entered it. It's never going to be perfect, uh, Mm. Despite uh, you know a lot of claims that it will be, you know a lot of a lot of philosophies say, yeah, we can do it here. We don't need God. Okay. We don't need Jesus. Yeah. We don't need a king. We can yeah. do it ourselves. We can do it. Education, you know, just educate people, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, we've seen how that got, went. You know, World War One, World War Two. You had some of the most educated cultures in the world going at it, hammer and tongs. Mm -hmm. So it's just um, to me, it's, it just helps to remember. Okay. Um, this is part of what Jesus came to to redeem, mm -hmm. and and uh, the big picture is that we need to respond the way the kingdom way and not our own way, because that way doesn't do anything, um, even if it's righteously based. And so, kind of like just grabbing that realistic, optimistic perspective. We're realistic, but we're also optimistic because we have hope in the kingdom of God for change. And we yeah. see that in people's lives individually. We see change. And we see change societally, like in revivals, that That's great right. example you mentioned about Wales, right? They didn't mm -hmm. defund the police. They didn't need any police anymore because mm -hmm. everybody was believers, right? And that also, you know, uh, in the evangelical revival, that we got prison reform, we got, uh, there was a big trouble with gin or um, alcohol abuse at the time of Wesley Woodfield. Mm. All that stuff, because of the, 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 revival the revival coming through, you, you lost societal problems because yeah. there were more believers walking the streets. And that's really the key to me. Which is heaven. Yes. coming to earth uh, yes. until Jesus comes back. Right. And then it is a reality. Right. When the king comes back to judge, to sift, to you know, establish mm -hmm. kingdom, uh, 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 heavenly kingdom here on earth, which man makes me thinking about evil. I can't wait for that day, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and yet we have an opportunity right now if, if we partner in his way and, and lay down our arms, our, our ways of conflict mm -hmm. to also see that happen. Mm -hmm. And there's another part that I think simply put, we just want to see more Jesus in this yeah. world, mm -hmm. you know? And, <laughs> and nice. we want to be, we, God has chosen us mm -hmm. to be his representatives, ambassadors. And so the other thing that I don't think I talked about was the way of the kingdom, which is inside out, it's small mm -hmm. to large, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Cause a, a lot of our problems of evil are solved, well, top down. Right. Let's kick evil out. Let's have a great purge. Mm -hmm. But the way of Jesus, which which is the way that right. he dictated in the law, right? right? I right. mean, that's what the law said. Yeah. If there's any evil among you, you must cast it out. Right. But the way of, of Jesus is, is inside out. So it starts small like a mustard seed and then becomes a tree that protects or it starts small like a little strain of yeast that when mixed in dough, mm -hmm. then rises and grows, which right. is able to feed. Mm -hmm. And so that is also important to understand. Yeah, yeah. We have the power to confront evil in the little, you know, right. thoughts that we have, actions that, that we take every day, and, and they have significant. Mm. Yeah.
Yeah, Carl, you're a genius in so many ways. One of the things I love about uh, your knowledge is knowledge of other religions. And I think yeah. a lot of what we've talked about, I know we've asked, I've asked you this a lot on this podcast, but is kind of what how other religions tackle. Usually it's about God and certain attributes of him that we right. kind of, it, it grows at least in my personal appreciation for who God is and recognizing the truth of who he is right. when other people are are so close and yet missing so key pieces. So when it comes to evil, what, how, how does the truth and what we're reading in the Bible uh, compare to that of other religions when it comes to trying to tackle this concept of truth and even this idea of, of heaven on earth? Yeah, well, there's, a, there's so many different approaches to evil. I mean, uh, if you take, like, I think it's a Buddhist approach where evil is just uh, uh, um, desire itself is evil. Yeah. And so you want to yeah. remove all desire remove all from desire. yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, that works for certain sins, of course. You know, great idea. But it doesn't work for everything. And we're supposed to have positive devi- desires, too. Pos- positive passion, positive mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, in Islam, often brute force... You know, cut off the hand if mm-hmm. you're if you're caught stealing. You know, you 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 know because there's a tendency to do it evil. Is eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. And in fact, it's interesting when we translated in Yama that that passage where Jesus says, "If your, you know, right hand causes you to sin, cut it off." We actually had to put in figuratively speaking. In the text, because in Islamic law, you do that literally. So they would have, they said, oh, oh, Jesus, Jesus just like said, Muhammad that way. Yeah. You know, you just got to cut that thing off, cut off that hand, pluck that eye out. And so we actually had to say figuratively do it like that because that's kind of like their legal system and their view of life is kind of like brute force, uh, brute force enforcement, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, sto- uh, stone the adulteress like the Taliban and cut the hand off and even, you know, even in you know, modern educated Arabs, still there's not a, it's very difficult for them to have a, a modern, quote unquote, Western view of such things because it's in the Quran and it's in like in Saudi Arabia, you know, you see these things in, in, in the Horn of Africa and things. Mm. So, And I think in our own worldview as Americans living in Texas in 2023, I still have the tendency to just want to remove evil or be removed from evil personally. Mm-hmm. But, but, this is not calling us to do that. It's not ignoring right. or even removing, it's confronting. So instead of removing, it's replacing. Right. And, and we are to replace evil with good. Right. And that's how we overcome it by, by living these things out that are, again, are, are very anti, well, we, I said it on Sunday, it's anti-American, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's anti-human in, in terms of my desire to seek revenge, my desire to, you know, react versus truly respond the way that Jesus is asking me to. So that's what's challenging when I read this is there's many things that convict me that, man, I want to submit to Jesus's way and live like him to replace evil with good. And we have to be who we are because, you know, Jesus said, you're the salt and the light of the world. So uh, light is we, we uh, ex- give the clarity of God, the revelation of God to the world, the special revelation in Christ to the world, but the salt part, you know, it's not, oftentimes we think salt is just sweet tasting, and you know, give, give the world a little sweet taste. Well, uh, in the ancient world, salt was to preserve meat. Yeah. It wasn't a, a sweet, tasty thing primarily, but it was that. But it was primarily, you know, you, you kept meat longer by salting it. Mm. And so it's, we're, we are the preservation and we have to be who we are in Christ uh, with all these attributes from, you know, all these verses so yeah. that the world won't get worse. So maybe if the world is getting worse, we have to ask ourselves, what are we as the church? What is that implication for us? Maybe That's we're right. getting worse because we're That's supposed right. to be the salt. Yeah. We're supposed to be the balancing point. Yeah. So it always you know, points back to us and our faith in Christ 
how, how the world is going. We can't just throw up our hands and say, whoa, the world's going to, you know, what, how are we contributing to that? We're supposed to be the ones that are preventing that somehow. We're the salt. So, I mean, to take that one step further, Jose, you mentioned that on Sunday, just how we can be really good, even as a church, at diagnosing sin, yeah. but it's a whole different story when it comes to actually <laughs> treating it, treating yeah, yeah. it. That's a great point. Putting it in mm-hmm. action, actually addressing yeah. it. How, as believers in the church, how do we cultivate and, and foster just a, a desire to put in the work, to take it the next step further? Because uh, I, you looked at several passages that in Luke where you talked about that, where it's like, it's easy just to say, you know, be hypocritical and just address and say, oh yeah, that's sin or, oh, that's not, you know, and we could debate that theologically all day long. But what, what, how do we as believers take that next step and actually owning it and actually seeking repentance? Yeah, we're being called into the game. So Jesus, when he ascended into heaven, he basically tagged and said, you're it. Holy Spirit came down. Mm-hmm. So so now we're it. And uh, he, in the first Eight points are are about the ecclesia, the the fellowship, how we are to stir up one another. That's in Hebrews, right? To stir up one another to love and good deeds as we gather together. But but these 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 are really good. So authentically loving each other, being realistic optimists, cherishing one another, being devoted to one another in love, uh, fostering a culture of honor, serving passionately. Uh, Enduring suffering with with eternal hope, and then prayer, praying continually, and meeting meeting each other's needs. So the first eight don't really talk about evil. Yeah. They they talk about preserving. To your point about salt, mm-hmm. preserving um, this culture in in the church that when activated, it will permeate through the culture. Mm-hmm. And that's my hope for Cypress Creek Church that we just not have great gatherings, but that when we scatter, we would really influence and impact our surrounding community. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see in the book of Acts too. The church met and then persecution mm-hmm. happened. Evil happened, right? Mm-hmm. And and then the the spread could couldn't be contained. Mm-hmm. And we're here sitting talking because mm-hmm. people were tagged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that respect some uh, in, in one way, you know, it's it's very uh, compared to like my time 30 years ago whatever when I was a young person or or You're younger still young. younger You're still young younger. Carl. It's just a state of mind anyway. <laughs> That's right. It's a social construct that age thing. Oh, you know? boy. But uh anyway, uh it was kind of like uh there wasn't a lot of separation between believers and the culture, right? Because there was still a lot of respect and then I look there at my go. parents generation and they even even unbelievers respected, you know, uh, church people a lot and stuff because of the great generation and and so forth. But now it's really sticking out who we are. Yeah. And in a way, that's a real blessing because uh, there's no like Walt Disney Kingdom Christians anymore. Right. Right. It, it, it's not going to be pleasant. You're going to be kind of like, um, it, it's, not, it's not culturally uh, uh, a free pass anymore. Yeah. Or something, you know. Uh, there's more shame, right? Yeah. And we're unashamed, but we're there, unashamed. there's more. There's more uh, issues with being a believer now, and that actually can be viewed as a healthy thing because that was a false kingdom, That's the right. Walt Disney kingdom. I, I always think of that, you know, <laughs> the castle with the thing yeah. going, that was kind of like the perfect American life, yeah. right? That yeah. was kind of a metaphor of it. And now that's not the way it is. And that's, now we really have to be who we are and it's showing clearly who we are. And that that is very difficult, but it's also a blessing. Yeah. The fact that persecution is the best 
way to grow a church, you know, historically. And in the book of Acts is, is ironic. And it also tells you the power when, when you are tied together, yes. it bonds you closer yes. to one another. And so to your point, we're, we're being called out now more right. from the culture. Mm-hmm. And so one of the benefits of that is that we we do have, well, we have more in common yeah, yeah, now. Exactly. And then what did Jesus say? He said, hey, who are my, who's my mother and who are my brother and my sisters? Those that hear the right. word of God and do it. Right. And so let's be those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's be a family of faith that hears mm-hmm. God's word and, and, and does it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, one of the things as I just think about, there's 16 points here and there's just so much in this passage, so many good stuff, uh, so much good stuff. What, how would you encourage someone that's maybe feeling overwhelmed by you know, maybe their own evil in their life, maybe the evil that they've done, maybe the evil that they feel trapped in? Uh, what would be an encouragement to them as they look at that list of 16 points and they just feel like that's totally unattainable and that's that's just unreachable? How, how, would, how would you encourage someone just how they approach their own sin and evil in their lives uh, as far as just taking the, the next step? I would, I would, something that we've been talking about, I would put it in a bottle and say this, the first eight points are the gather verses. That's what happens when the church gathers. Those are the principles that we're to facilitate when, when the church gets together. And then the next eight, for the most part, are the scatter verses, when we scatter. Um, so it's really hard to scatter when, when you haven't gathered. And so just take refuge in the church. Uh, talk to someone, confess your sins out loud. That was my encouragement for the first one. If we don't have authentic love for other people, let's start by receiving God's love for us first. Let's make, let's make that our priority. Uh, recognize the weight of your sin and the weight of his grace and foster that and allow that that to then inform, you know, how, how, how you address um, evil outside. Yeah, I just, um, one, one thing that comes to mind is blessed are the poor in spirit, mm. for theirs is the kingdom of... So that person who's feeling that way, that's the, actually the first step. That's feeling like I need the grace of God that's to right. do anything just from, from the first step. And so that those beatitudes really encourage me because those are all, you know, it's not go out and do something. It's like, get aware of who you are first. And then you can, you can, um, you can go out from there, from the, the, your, your status in Jesus, and then you can move out and, and into actions. That's so good. That's so good, Carl, because that loops us back to the beginning of Romans 12, in view of God's mercy. Right. Everything that we do is as a response to the mercy that he's given us, so the grace that he has imputed and given freely to us. And so from there comes all of these. I've enjoyed this conversation. Looking forward to the next time. Thanks for listening to the Conversations Podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Looking forward to the next conversation.